0: Okay, Uh, we are here in Churchill at the home of Lawson with Jay Saria, a Churchillite um, that you'll learn more about here in a second. Uh, Thank you for having us in your home, and thank you for wearing the tenant Turner sunglasses. Oh, pleasure. I appreciate it. So I guess let's start first on where you're from, how you got to Richmond.
1: Yeah, I was born in California but grew up in New Jersey, was there through high school and went to the University of Virginia, which is what got me south, Mm -hmm. and then met up with uh, a group of friends from college that actually decided post-college, to move somewhere together. Uh, and Richmond was the place that we came. So I moved here in June of 2004 and have always been in Churchill that whole time.
0: So you set up shop here in 2004 in Churchill. And so I guess, uh, off camera, you referenced you and your kind of friend group had something you wanted to accomplish and do. And you, you picked uh, Richmond Richmond, you picked Churchill. I guess, tell us what that is and, and ultimately why Churchill, why Richmond?
1: Yeah, it was, uh, Pretty strange in some ways when I started uh, dating my now husband, uh, he had these really strong male relationships uh, that centered around their faith uh, in college and they would talk about how they believed they were better human beings in the world when they were together and they cared about issues of racial reconciliation and justice and wanted to live in a place where their resources, their education, their uh backgrounds could benefit a community so they started thinking and praying about that in college which i think is pretty strange for most college guys
0: <laughs> right, not your typical time
1: spent <clears throat> and so i got i was similarly passionate about those issues also mm-hmm. in college i actually studied uh kind of the civil rights movement and what was the church doing to respond to king's call for beloved community And I was doing a lot of head knowledge about that, but Mm -hmm. hadn't lived that out in many concrete ways at UVA. And uh, when I graduated and we were looking for the place for my husband to uh, do his residency after medical school, Uh, Richmond became the place that we had all discerned together. We wanted to move into a lower income place and Mm -hmm. we wanted to just learn how to be good neighbors. Uh, Mm -hmm. We didn't come in with a lot of lofty goals of what we wanted to fix, uh, but a very deep belief uh, that justice is best done when you are a part of and share in the communal life of the things that you seek to change. And so Mm If we care about issues of racial discrimination, if we care about issues of uh, trauma and effects of poverty on the school system, then the best way to learn about that, be a student of that and have impact is to move in and send Mm -hmm. your kids to the school and have your jobs and your life um, kind of reflect those issues living cross-culturally. And so we did that together and Mm -hmm. we kind of joined arms and a few families uh, moved all Within the same area of Churchill together,
0: and so um, why Churchill versus any other neighborhood in Richmond?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. We did look. We were actually looking even at multiple cities up and mm-hmm. down, mostly on the East Coast, uh, kind of mid-Atlantic region. Uh, once Richmond kind of came to the forefront for several reasons. It was a uh, it was a place where some in the in that group of friends had connections already. Uh, a place that we knew it was had a residency program like some of the tangibles that you need Mm -hmm. Uh, then within after deciding Richmond we did actually visit uh, north side south side and visited mainly with people uh, that were already involved in the work the similar type work that we wanted to do and uh, the reason we came to Churchill actually was very specific and we it it was important to us we are we are not an all-white uh group but we are a mostly white uh relatively affluent group and we wanted to be invited in by local Mm -hmm. black leadership we wanted to be in a place where there was an author, a, a, a local black, low income authority in that community that said, yeah, we, we would like for you to come here. And we found that in Churchill. Uh, Don mm-hmm. Coleman, um, has lived here his whole life and is now, uh, what, you know, was then, and is now my current pastor, um, of our church. And he met with us and, you know, just a bunch of, you know, UVA people who thought too much of themselves. And, uh, <laughs> he said, yeah, I, you know, I'll teach you a thing or two. Why don't you guys come and <laughs> kind of sit under underneath me and let me show you, show you the ropes and, mm-hmm. uh, and we've done that and that's why we moved to Churchill.
0: Nice. So uh, Churchill, you know, from a real estate standpoint is very interesting from a cultural standpoint. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. You have a, a very diverse, uh, mix, uh, you know, it, historically the real estate folks would say Churchill, the farther South and West you go, the mm-hmm. better, the farther North and East you go, yep. uh, the worse, as far as real estate prices go. And, sure. and, and so, um, you moved here in 2004, which is interesting, about three to four years before the real estate crash, and Churchill's kind of real estate um, past and future is, is very tied to the real estate uh, market. Um, so from 2004 to seven things were starting to become renovated, and then it mm-hmm. halted for a few years, mm-hmm. and then 2012 or so picked back up, and now it's on fire. Yep. Um, and so you are out, you're fairly northeast uh, in, in the neighborhood, and you moved here in 2004. Um, so what was it like then compared to now?
1: very different especially in terms of the housing market Mm -hmm. uh our first home uh we bought pretty much ready to move into Mm -hmm. for eighty thousand dollars and lived there uh, for the first uh, first eight years i guess we were here Mm -hmm. and then uh moved to this home that we're in now um also uh you know we did have to invest in it in terms of renovation costs Mm -hmm uh, but bought it for $67,000. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that, so it's changed. Pricing has changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um- the demographic has changed dramatically. When mm-hmm. I first moved here, we moved very intentionally into that northeast corner mm-hmm. uh, because we wanted to be close to where public housing was, knowing that would stabilize mm-hmm. the gentrification process. And we had studied uh, kind of urban ministry enough to know mm-hmm. that we would be a part of the problem. Uh, we would be a part of causing uh, more rapid gentrification, which would push push out historic neighbors, and we didn't want that. So. Mm-hmm. So that was intentional for us to move to the, you know, place that was less hip and desirable. Right. Uh, and so it was, I, you know, I was one of very, very few white women uh, and... Uh, it was yeah. A lot of our neighbors did come kind of mistrust while we were, why we were here, and we had to do that work of gaining um, trust and relationships uh, with people around us that they, we weren't here to flip houses. That mm-hmm. we were here to stay and invest and be a part of the neighborhood and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can and that only... kind of leads
0: into a little bit to Urban Hope. You yeah. want to tell them what, what Urban Hope is?
1: Sure, it's a nonprofit uh, that ha- that actually was formed before we got here, but mm-hmm. kind of we helped breathe uh, life back into it. It was lying dormant for a little while, mm-hmm. but basically it's just a, a low income housing nonprofit that seeks to serve folks uh, lower than some of your other. Kind of low income housing uh, or affordable housing, I guess is a better word. Mm-hmm. Uh, nonprofits are serving; they're serving kind of a different strata of that AMI. Mm-hmm. And uh, Urban Hope's really working with folks who, uh, you know, could be facing homelessness, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really living on the edge. Are employed, mm-hmm. do have jobs, but aren't living at a, at a living wage, uh, and so. Yeah, it's been really fun. Um, We've bought uh, property uh, in order to very purposefully hold it below Mm -hmm. market rate and allow access for neighbors.
0: That's awesome. That's great. And so that leads into the Blue Sky Fund as well. So you Mm -hmm. started that in 2007. So you've been here three years. Walk me through what that is and and why you decided to start that.
1: Yeah, I started out as a teacher when I was first here because I didn't really know what I wanted to do and loved the time with children, loved education. I've always been passionate about that as a bedrock issue in any community. Uh, But it wasn't built for the classroom and have always been built for the outdoors. And Mm -hmm. Richmond is this amazing treasure of outdoor activity and recreation. Mm -hmm. And I believed that we had those assets and those assets weren't being uh, utilized or, you know, given or provided access to our most low income neighbors. And I Mm -hmm. believed that kids in public school should be having experiential learning field trips to learn about science and that there is a lot to learn about resilience by rock climbing and uh going camping and all that so Mm -hmm. met up with some other folks who are passionate about the similar issues and started to say hey will you guys let me start this and try it and see if this programming Mm -hmm. is beneficial for kids and it was super grassroots at the start no budget how did
0: you find kids to participate back then
1: uh it's pretty easy when you live here mm-hmm. you if you're willing to hang out with kids mm-hmm. in this neighborhood kids are usually willing to hang out with you mm-hmm. so truly the first camping trip Lee sky ever took were just uh it was a uh, i think there were seven boys all between the age of uh probably 11 and 14 and i just knew them literally from the street like i knew them mm-hmm. from being on my front porch and hanging out with them and mm-hmm. asking if they wanted to come over and have popcorn
0: gotcha
1: and then took them camping, and they liked it. And then <laughs> started so started very organically. And then it was about connecting with other youth serving agencies, mm-hmm. churchal activities, and tutoring. Peter Paul Development Center, the Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. you know those places were then became the source of kids to feed into mm-hmm. our program once it became more established.
0: Gotcha, awesome. Um, okay, so now fast forward a few years, we're it's 2018, and you are now. Uh, working with the scoop. Tell us what the scoop is.
1: Yeah, it's a, a big change sure. <laughs> from education nonprofit work to right. food retail. Right. I knew nothing about it other than being uh, a very passionate consumer of ice cream, mm-hmm. and so part of the kind of birth of the scoop came out of uh, kind of along the path of living in this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same themes that are going on in housing and in education uh, that. Uh, We've already talked about that same theme is going on with our commerce and with our businesses. Mm -hmm. You've got, you know, we are a very hip, very nationally recognized place for fine dining and bakeries and uh, you can get uh, tasty treats uh, in a lot of places, but. The demographic that is shopping uh, in the southern part of the neighborhood uh, mm-hmm. is not the same demographic that's shopping at the barbershops shops and the Family Dollar on the northern end of the neighborhood. Right. And I uh, just thought I would like to try what you know what does it look like to create a business that is not trying to only market to one demographic, but that is mm-hmm. purposefully uh, making itself, mm-hmm. uh, about all of the demographics that live in Churchill. So also needing that, you know, the folks that have moved in, in the last decade that want a craft premium, uh, you know, high cost ice cream, uh, mm-hmm. they can find that at the scoop. And I also have soft serve that's mm-hmm. cheap and you can get for a buck 50. Um, and if you're walking to the corner store to get hot fries, you might stop and, you know, come to the scoop instead. So, Mm-hmm. Our goal with the scoop is that it's really a gathering place and a, a place that provides entry level jobs for local teenagers who really need opportunity, need those chances to, uh, yeah, have have workforce development. Right. And so that's what we're doing. My um, bis- Did you
0: mention where where it's located?
1: So we're on the corner of 26th and Nine Mile Road, right. uh, which is kind of the, an important corridor for us. Definitely will be up and coming. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of commercial development going on there now mm-hmm. uh, that we're really excited about and mm-hmm. have belief that it can be accessible, hopefully, mm-hmm. to you know public housing residents who don't have access to transportation as much. Uh, but yeah, we're currently just a trailer uh, mm-hmm. with a beautiful outdoor space uh, where, with the Sarah Garland Jones Center. And we hope to move into a storefront uh, in the coming year that would be kind of north of O Street, somewhere mm-hmm. along Nine Mile Twenty Fifth, in that same corridor.
0: Gotcha. And for those the, the real estate folks and Churchill folks, that's located you said on Nine Mile where the hospital is, at the New Bon Secours facility. Yep.
1: Um, and across from where the Market at Twenty Fifth is going in, that right. Reynolds is doing a Culinary and Horticulture Institute. Sure.
0: Yep. Cool. And then, so in that business, you have a business partner, correct?
1: I do. Tell us about
0: how that relationship was formed and how that relationship works now.
1: Yeah. This interview should be with Alfonso. He's Mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, he has taught me so much. He is the my first ever next door neighbor when I moved into Churchill, Mm -hmm. he's the first person I knew met hung out with, uh, He's a uh, grew up here, grew up in Fairfield Mm -hmm. Court, actually, in public housing and then has moved around a little bit, but now lives in a legacy home Mm -hmm. uh, of his in-laws that they uh, his in-laws have passed away. uh, And he and his wife uh, took over the house and he just cares about this neighborhood. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's a vet and uh, has done various jobs, landscaping, construction, trucking, mm-hmm. uh, but never kind of found, I think, ways that his giftings in his vision mm-hmm. and desire to serve the neighborhood were ever given a platform. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him early on when I had this crazy idea <laughs> to start an ice cream shop. Uh, he was really a part of the dream. Uh, he was always felt like he embodied what I was trying to create culturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that uh young white woman that had moved into Churchill starting a business on these values, uh, Mm -hmm. isn't going to hold the same weight as Mm -hmm. a 60 year old African American man from the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and a young white woman who's moved in, Mm -hmm. in the last 15 years to do that together and what we symbolize together, what we, the, uh, strengths and weaknesses we bring to the business together. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just fun. He's strong and, hilarious and welcoming and loves to tell stories and uh just he he is kind of that front of house culture builder at the scoop um Mm -hmm. and it's been great to have him along
0: that's awesome so with with what's going on churchill from a real estate standpoint a gentrification standpoint uh where do you see what do you see happening in churchill in the next 10 years
1: well there's what i hope for Mm -hmm, sure (laughs) uh you know, I part of that original vision when we came to Richmond specifically, with these passions that all of us had from college, about a belief in beloved community, about a belief that um, Americans don't seem to be very good at uh, living with one another, mm-hmm. and we have a history of uh, white flight. We have a history of black flight. We mm-hmm. have a history of when you are able to move, you move to. Live with people that are like you. Right. Uh, my hope is that you know cities were designed not to do that. Um <laughs> right. We were that was designed for people to live alongside each other, and Churchill does can I think sustain a multicultural, multi-income community, but it takes great intentionality for that to happen. Mm-hmm. The market will not do that on right. its own in an unbridled way. Mm-hmm. Um We can, I think, commit as residents Mm -hmm. um, to say, hey, you know, I, yes, can I get a nice renovated, you know, can I get value in my home? That's a good thing. I want Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But can we also protect a diverse housing stock that Churchill Mm -hmm. does have? We Mm -hmm. have small ranchers. We have, uh, you know, different ways that, you know, we have got the development going in across from Creighton Court that's going to be supposed supposed to be designed for multi income but mm-hmm. we need people that desire to live in those places we mm-hmm. need some people paying market rate so that others can pay below market rate and because we believe that our market rate value is actually mm-hmm. enhanced mm-hmm. by living alongside people that are not like us um mm-hmm. so yes is that pie in the sky absolutely well most people think I'm terribly naive absolutely <laughs> uh but i i do believe that that god has a Has a vision for Richmond to Mm -hmm. um, address our history that we were the capital of the Confederacy and the capital, you know, second, you know, second largest, I believe, you know, importer of slaves, Mm -hmm. uh, that we can also show the country a way of being the capital of racial reconciliation. We can show the country a way of healing from those wounds. And I think Churchill is incredibly Mm well-positioned to actually be a part of that story. Um, But we've got to choose it, and it takes a tremendous amount of work and sacrifice to actually make it happen.
0: Sure. And so it leads me to my next question, after what's next for Churchill, is what's next for you? Uh, 10 years from now, are you still gonna be living in Churchill scooping ice cream? What, uh, what what do you think you're gonna be doing in 10 years?
1: Uh, I definitely plan to still be living in Churchill. I would say I don't plan to be scooping ice cream. (laughs) Um, Well, it is really fun. Uh, This is a shorter term. I'm, I am pretty well designed and built to start things Mm -hmm. and have vision and create culture. So I know you've
0: got some ideas brewing already. Do you want to share any of those, what those next ideas are?
1: Well, to be honest, I don't actually have any more business ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the business sector is new for me already. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a lot to learn. We are not exactly thriving yet. Right. Uh, I think, so... I don't know. So I, I, I want the scoop to be still scooping ice cream in 10 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I want to find local operators, um, to help me do that. And Mm -hmm. I want to continue to support it, uh, and build culture and help with the marketing, all of that. It's like the Mm -hmm. administrative side of things. Um, but i do hope to go back into education in some form uh whether or not that is through the nonprofit industry Mm -hmm. uh it might be it actually might be through a run at public office Mm -hmm. school board uh i have uh often thought about you know running for school board that that type of way of influence in educational policy Mm -hmm. that i'm really passionate about so i don't i don't actually have any idea what I'm going to be doing in mm-hmm. 10 years. Uh, but that's relatively comfortable for me and, right. uh, excited about what the next adventure will bring. But I, I have a, I have a still a long way to go to succeed in this current sure. adventure. I got so blonders on for now. On yeah. I've scoop. got, I've yeah. got to give it a couple more yeah, years.
0: Good. <laughs> good, good for you. Entrepreneurs, you know, and, in- folks like you or entrepreneurs slash activists of sorts always have, the, I, I call it the chase the shiny ball complex. <laughs> yep. I have it too, or you want to do this, you want to do this, but but sometimes we have to like make ourselves kind of, okay, let's just focus on this for a bit to make this thing work or make it matter or make it, you know, yes. ha- have it help. It is definitely.
1: I've always said I'm never short yeah. on ideas, but uh, <laughs> short on plans. And yeah. I agree.
0: <laughs> I like to think that the ideas, they are like, yeah, great. I, I recognize it, but if it doesn't hang around, then it'll float away. But if it's still there every day for you mm-hmm. know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, maybe it's, it's something that, you know, is worth, uh, worth the time.
1: That's good advice. Um, Thanks.
0: So, yes, yeah, so we like to do this with all of our, uh, interviewees on the podcast. Um, his, uh, kind of close with some kind of uh, lightning questions about Richmond. And I'm guessing these will all be Churchill focused, not just Richmond focused. Cause it seems like you haven't left Churchill in 14 <laughs> years.
1: Right? Yeah. I get out every once in a while, yeah. but, uh, but it's a pretty provincial life here when you can bike and walk to your kid's school, to right. your job and to your house. So yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. So
0: start with, uh, this one's kind of geared towards you. What's your favorite outdoor activity in Richmond?
1: Oh, gosh, so many. But walking uh, around and near the James River. So Belle Isle, Buttermilk Trail, Pipeline. Yeah. Okay. It's seeing bald eagles and herons and the water. And yeah. it's amazing.
0: Cool, cool. Favorite restaurant in Richmond?
1: Oh, Cezanne.
0: Okay. That is outside of Churchill, isn't it? It is I mean, just barely so. Actually, weeks. I went
1: there last night. Yeah, and we go there a lot on our date nights. My husband and I go on a date every Wednesday. Right, and part of why we go is because it is outside of Churchill, mm-hmm. and we are less likely to run into people we know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, give you a little break. Um, okay, so you've got uh, friends coming into Richmond. They're going to stay with you for the week, and they're going to get there mm-hmm. Friday, leave Sunday, and you want to show them your city, or in this case, maybe your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's your itinerary? Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday.
1: Oh my gosh, these are such good questions and hard ones. <laughs> so i hmm, I think it is going to be a mix. So certainly, my family culture—we're uh, really active. Mm-hmm. So it is going to include activity that might just be playing soccer at a local park. Uh, might be you know walking down by the James River, like I mentioned. It's going to be you know maybe going on a bike tour with Richmond Rides. It might be uh yeah I, I would yeah something that's something that's active mm-hmm. and using our bodies and being outside that's mm-hmm. gonna be an essential piece
0: mm-hmm. we
1: will most likely go to a brewery mm-hmm. uh so whether that's triple crossing over here on our side mm-hmm. uh and staying in the neighborhood which we do mm-hmm. do uh or it might be you know it might be another brewery uh, downtown or mm-hmm somewhere in scott's edition we are most likely oh uh, sorry other activity that would be important is Mm -hmm. we might go for a bike ride along Mm -hmm. the capital trail okay uh so yeah we're gonna hit a brewery we're gonna go out for dinner uh we might might hit the vmfa Mm -hmm. uh certainly would be going to parks bird park maybe playing tennis. uh yeah and then we we definitely are also a I feel like our itineraries when people come visit us is mm-hmm. also about them just knowing our life here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is kind of coming along to mm-hmm. whatever it is that we're already doing. Right. I know, our boys' sports, or hey, we're already you might go to
0: see the, cha- the DPM Rockies win the, the oh, championship. Perhaps I mean Game? champions. Yeah, number one. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> and then Sunday, you're taking them to the airport. You're going to hit brunch really quick. Where are you going? Where's your brunch spot?
1: Oh, brunch would be. Gosh, I haven't gone to brunch in a while. Probably Millies. Millies,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's a winner. That's yeah. always a winner. Well, cool. Anything anything we didn't ask that you want us to ask in this podcast today?
1: No. These are great questions and well, I'm cool. glad y'all are doing this.
0: Yeah, well, uh you know Obviously, uh, I know a lot of folks in Richmond that do a lot of good and, and help, uh, and there's a lot of folks that do help and you know, give what they can as far as time and energy goes, but not many of them have committed their entire life to it like you and your you know, and your husband have, so that's pretty awesome. So I got to say thank you as a fellow Richmonder. Thank you for what you do to make Richmond a mm-hmm. better place, and I know a lot of people appreciate it as well.
1: Well, thank you as well.
0: Yeah, thanks again for hosting us in uh, your home, so thank yeah.
1: you. Yeah. <laughs>